You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We are your hosts, Evie McLeod and Lindsay Roman. Today's episode is another little special treat. This recording is from an interview that Lindsay and I did on the Mary Morant show a few months ago. It was such a powerful conversation that we wanted to make sure you, our listeners, got to join the conversation as well. If you have ever struggled with imposter syndrome, how to run a business through a biblical worldview, or how to avoid falling into the trap of becoming paralyzed by fear, if any of that sounds like something you'd like to chat about, you are in the right spot. In today's conversation with Mary, we talked about everything I just mentioned, plus what to do when you feel far from the Lord, how to create content without losing yourself in the process, how to prioritize rest, how to focus on slow growth in order to create strong roots, and so much more that I promise will bless your socks off today. Mary is just a powerhouse entrepreneur, believer, and human, and friend, and this episode just blessed and wrecked Lindsay and I in so many ways, and we know it'll do the same for you. So plug in those headphones, grab your favorite drink, and let's sit down for a deep and beautiful heart-to-heart conversation. You ready? Let's go. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. You guys, I, I just, I adore the both of you so much and everything you're doing and everything you stand for. And I love like following you. And I'm just like, just know I'm over here like cheering behind my phone all the time. <laughs> Evie and Lindsay, welcome so, so much to the show. I've been looking forward to this. I was telling you before we hopped on, I was even having like a stress dream about getting <laughs> prepared enough apparently. Um, but I'm just so excited to hang out with you guys and catch up. I got to first meet you when I was on your show. So it's just a huge honor to have you guys here hanging out. Oh my goodness. It is a massive honor for us to be on this show and chatting with you today. We're really excited. Yeah, you are still one of our favorite guests that has been on our show. So it is, we're ready to jam. Like, let's go. Let's go. Let's do this. (laughs) Well, for everybody who's listening, I think it's really interesting for them to know Um, I hear that this business of yours that you guys now have, which we're going to talk about here in a second, it started with a FaceTime call among new friends. So just kind of set that scene up for us. Oh, yes. Yeah. You want to tell us since you were the sure. one that instigated that FaceTime? <laughs> sure. So Lindsay and I met through Instagram, like, I'm trying to count eight years ago, something like a, a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, both of us were just kind of like, I don't even know, um, tinkering around with photography on Instagram. And we just kind of We were like the Visco girls, you know, yeah. back in the day where like you try so hard to like get the shot of your latte, like yeah. super yeah. aesthetic. And it was like, you know, and then you could come up Instagram. with like, yeah, and come up with this like super hip, clever, like short and sweet caption. Like yeah. that's very Latte much <laughs> on a Sunday. Whatever. Yes. yes. So we connected on Instagram years, for years, at least like I think two or three years, we followed each other, really connected. We did like some like follow Friday chains when those were a thing on Instagram. And then fast forward years in and Lindsay was in Northern California because her husband was in like uh, Coast Guard training. And I was in Northern California going to a ministry school. We were still hours apart from each other, but that was much better than states apart from each other, which is how it had always been. So we met up and exchanged like a photo shoot and just instantly we'd already been good friends online, but meeting in person, we were like, oh, this is, I think the first time Lindsay, I think looked at me and said, we're going to be friends until we're old and gray. Or I said it, I don't remember. One of us said that. Which is insane looking back on it. Like before we started anything together. Yeah. Yeah. The first time we'd met in person. Anyways, it was such a God thing and such a God story of connecting us and, and just making it apparent that there was something there for years to come. So we had each other's phone number at that point. We're like texting, hanging out, whatever. And then it was probably like a year later or six months later, God placed a dream on my heart to start educating and serving photographers um, 
through like a workshop. And mm. I was like, I don't really want to do this alone. And I instantly was like, Lindsay, like Lindsay Roman is the person that I need and want to do this with. And so I called her up on FaceTime. She was at a coffee shop with another fellow friend of hers. Mm. And I was like, hey, here's my dream. I want to do it. And I want to do it with you. And fast forward, what's it been like four years now, five years now. And we have an entire company with multiple layers, podcasts, mm. courses, conferences, all the things. But it was just such a God, like ordained progress of events mm. that we even found each other and connected and then God connected us. Well, and you you left out the part also where I like pooped on the dream for a hot minute at the very beginning where <laughs> oh, I was yeah. like, I was like, Evie, who are we to start a photography workshop? Like which, yeah. which compared to now what we're doing is like, so small and, and innocent and beautiful. Mm. But I was just like, we don't, we are, who are we? Like we have yeah. a combined, maybe like 5,000 followers at the time. Maybe it was higher. I can't remember, but it was something yeah. relatively like low-ish in that yeah. And we were both still very much like in the intermediate portion of our photography journeys. Like yeah. I wouldn't say either one of us was full-blown, you know, successful or super well-known or anything, but so I, yeah. I was the Debbie Downer for a hot minute there, Mary. <laughs> I love it though. And I think that that's, that's actually going to get into our conversation because you guys are a part of the special Slow Growth Equal Stronger season that we're doing mm -hmm. leading up to my second book coming out. And one of the aspects, an aspect I really wanted to kind of, with each episode, we're kind of like camping out in a different component of what prevents us from having the slow growth equals strong rates kind of experience. Yeah, and I really yeah. want to camp out with you guys on this idea of like perfectionism and the fear of showing up because of who am I or I'm not blank yeah. enough or all of those things, just to kind of give people a little bit of perspective. And I'll say this so you guys don't have to fast forward a few years. And it says, when you FaceTime your best friend and it turns into this wild idea that then turns into five sold out photography workshops, six digital courses, and an online resource shop for creative entrepreneurs a seven-figure business with the Heart University, a top-rated podcast with over a million downloads and 2,500-plus students that you've empowered to thrive in their careers. Um, but you also talk about that one of the biggest reasons you both wanted to start the Heart University is you felt like there was a real gap in the market of teaching business from a biblical perspective of kind of teaching business from like that heart of following God. You say, we created the Heart University to bring heaven to earth, specifically through teaching photographers and creative entrepreneurs how to market and run their businesses strategically and successfully. Our hearts light on fire to see women running in their God-given path He created them for. So my first big question before we even get into all the things that get into our way of showing up to fulfill that purpose is, when you think about running a business through a biblical worldview, what changes? Like, what do you feel like mm. are the most important things that shift when you make that the filter? You do everything else through. Oh, man. Okay, <laughs> off the top of my head, the first thing is like, we always joke like, almost like we're co-running the business with the Lord. Like he's our co-CEO, even though yeah. we're already co-CEOs. Right. Um, and I think your perspective shifts from trying to muster all the strength in your own self to make the money, make the success. And instead your perspective shifts to give it to the Lord. And it says, God bless this, like follow what he has for you. Make sure it's aligned in, in what he says and what his purpose is for you. But then after that, like, let him run it. Like, let him bless it. I think that, I don't know, Evie, would you add anything to that? No, I think, I mean, what you said is spot on. I also feel like what came to my heart in that question, Mary, was just the the freedom and the clarity that comes when you are walking with the Lord and what you're doing. There mm. isn't that sense of, of striving, of pressure, of like, it's on me that I have to muster, like Lindsay said, enough strength or enough wisdom or enough, you know, knowledge or, or strategy or anything like that. It, it comes down to just a sense of like peace and purpose and clarity when you know that you're aligned with what the Lord has for you and where he has you. So it's, mm. I feel like there's just such a, a difference. And I feel like Lindsay and I have both gone through seasons, like full transparency as entrepreneurs, even though like our hearts are always to keep the Lord at the center, there are seasons where we get so caught up in the nitty gritty and in yeah. the stuff that's happening that it's easy for us to forget to keep him like 
pure center. Mm -hmm. And we will notice that we're feeling more stressed. We're feeling more anxious. We're feeling more exhausted in what we're doing. We're feeling confusion or lack of clarity. We're feeling overwhelmed. We're feeling like all these things start to hit us. And that's like red flags are just like waving like crazy for Mm -hmm. us to be like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. We're not resting in the Lord's strength Mm. and fully leaning in to his will, his vision, his heartbeat for this company and for ourselves and for everything that we do through it. So I don't know. I feel like everything changes. So I don't even know how to answer that. It's like everything. Well, I was basically like, so guys, just like easy first question. What's the meaning of life? I'm just wondering. (laughs) No big deal. No big deal. But I want to follow. sit down for seven hours and answer that. (laughs) Guys, I've recently discovered I'm an Enneagram 4. I thought I was an Enneagram 3 for a very long time, but I'm in fact a full-blown for, they, they call it the self-preserving for, where we just like our emotions. We like our deep, deep waters. I feel it. Yeah. So, okay. So follow-up question to that in those moments, because man, oof, when you guys were just describing that uh, exhaustion or panic or, oh, you know, I just feel so tired and stressed all the time. When you feel that, because I'm probably feeling that right now, um, what what's, what's like first step plan of attack? Okay. Like, whoop this gets turned off, we get away for some quiet time. Like like when you are experiencing like, yep, I've disconnected from God again. Whoops, cut off the vine, the branch from the vine. Mm-hmm. What do you do? What's the like course correction, you know, emergency yeah. 101 status? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like back in shape. for me, it's twofold. It's like spiritually, like get back in the word, get back into making that quiet time a priority. Cause I think everyone deals with this. Everyone deals with like, oh yeah, like we, we know we're supposed to read our Bible every day, but like so much of us, like when life gets busy, that's almost like the first thing to go, even though that's arguably should be the last thing to go. Yeah. But that's just like our human nature is, so I say on the spiritual side of it, get back into quiet time with God, listen to your worship, like pray, actually get on your knees and like intercene. That's not the word. What is the word I'm thinking? Intercene. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. What did I say? Intercene? It was so close. Wow. I was just like, that's it. It was, it was right there. And then it went left. Okay. Anyways, uh, like intercede with the Lord. So on, on one hand, like really dive deep in that. But then I would say logistically on like the business side, I almost say like, what I do is like scale back. Like if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling lost, I think oftentimes it's related to too much going on, Mm -hmm. too many priorities that are all like screaming in your face. So I would almost say like, work on steps to simplify your life and business. Evie, what would you say? Yeah, I mean, I think first and foremost, just getting in the presence of the Lord and just for me, you know, sitting and just like, like I always picture it as, like climbing up onto like this big, like, I don't know, thrown chair into my father's lap and just like yeah. curling up in his lap and like leaning my head against his chest and just being like, dad, I'm tired. Like, I, I'm so sorry that like, I just ran, I just need you. And just soaking and resting in his presence mm-hmm. and, and filling my heart and my cup and my spirit with, with his presence and with his spirit. And then from there, I usually like, like Lindsay said, like the practical step is like pulling a little bit back from my business. But usually for me, what that means is sitting down. Ironically, I'm literally doing all of this right now. So I'm in it, um, is sitting down with like pen and paper and like the word next to me and worship on. And I sit there and I say, okay, Lord, why am I feeling lack of clarity? Like where, where did my vision for with yours, like disconnect? Where did that, Mm -hmm. like that shift come in? What am I missing? And I'm just, I start like journaling and writing and figuring out, okay, where am I imbalanced? Like what's going on? Is it, is it a lack of purely just time with him? Or is it that my priority and my focus has shifted from his purpose and his vision for me? Mm -hmm. And I just begin to write it all out. And usually it turns into this whole like brain dump, heart dump of, we need to, I need to eliminate this. I need to shift this around. I no longer am going to strive for this project or for this result and completely changing my goals, my vision, my purpose. So it's a lot of like resting in the Lord first and foremost, getting back in his presence. But then secondly, for me, it's like an actual like bringing the CEO, like the Holy Spirit back in to the business and being like, okay, I think I went off the business plan. Can we, can we rewrite the business plan again? And like, it's writing it down because that brings the clarity and it's just me pressing into the presence of the Lord and being like, remind me of 
what you have and, and the vision that you have for this company because I'm going to I'm gonna stick with that. So Yeah. Oh man, that yeah. made me tear up when you said, dad, I'm tired. I was like, oh, got to hold it together. Got to hold it together. <laughs> um, okay. So all of that is like, I'm, I'm going to like hit replay on that when this is over because I need to do all of that. Both of, both of those were so good. Now let's talk about the flip side of that. And this is the tension and the challenge I think all of us feel, but I feel like you guys got to feel this, especially because it's a sweet spot that you're teaching in is like this concept of abiding and getting back into God's presence and like purpose and his will. And, you know, for me, a huge component of that is like bringing this message of slowing down and slow growth equals strong rates. And then the irony of all of this is to get that message to the people it feels like we have to hustle and grind and crank out content and play the game yeah. mm-hmm. and do the algorithm and the engagement. And like, if you don't do that, the message doesn't get out. But it's like, if you mm-hmm. do do that, are you living the message? And it gets really like meta, you know, it's like, yeah. Yeah. I will, I, and in the name of getting this out to you, I will not do these things. And it gets really, and I'm feeling very like disconnected from the business plan. I'm like, God, I don't, I don't know. I don't know like how this works because none of it seems to be working right now with Instagram or whatever. So I think there are probably a lot of people listening who are like, yeah, Instagram is dead to me. (laughs) I'm so mad at it. Um, So talk about how you guys are able or like think about creating as much content as you do while it not, while still having a very rich interior life and a very rich spiritual life and like, um, We'll go into this in a little bit with like teams and stuff, but first just give us like the big picture of how do we, in the in the year of our Lord, 2022, how do we show up without losing ourselves in the process? Yeah. I feel like that's okay. like just the question <laughs> of the year. <laughs> that's the question of every entrepreneur of all time. Yeah. Uh, Lindsay, do you want to go first? You want me to? You can. Okay. Um, I think there's a lot to be said. The first thing that came to mind, Mary, in your question was there's a lot to be said about operating in our zone of genius mm-hmm. and and the fact that that can actually bring us a lot of life and a lot of excitement and energy instead of draining us. Mm-hmm. And I think Lindsay and I really learned that last year in our company because we love a lot of things in running a company. I, we both really love a lot of the high level strategy and funnels and you know thinking through but last year we put too much of ourselves into that type of thing and it actually sucked a lot of life out of us and wasn't filling our cups. It wasn't, we weren't operating in like, can we do those things? Sure. Is that our zone of genius? Like the area where we come alive and we feel energized? No. Mm -hmm. And I think for entrepreneurs, that's important to recognize. Like that's one way when you're operating in your zone of genius, you can be putting in more quote unquote work or more effort, but it's actually filling your cup and it's making you more energized. And so recognizing that I think is huge. And, you know, we don't have to dive deep into teams yet, but that's where teams are really vital and can actually help just save your sanity in Mm. recognizing, you know, okay, I don't love social media, but I don't mind, you know, creating reels or or creating content. I just don't like posting it in the logistics and all of that. Maybe hire a social media manager. You don't have to do everything in your business Mm. at all times. So that's one thing that popped into my head. Um, Just recognizing the areas where you're actually filled up and trying to just operate out of those as much as possible because that's going to bring more life, even though you are putting in that effort. Yeah. The other thought I have, and I'd actually love to hear your thoughts on this, Mary, in return. Mm. When you were talking, I was just reminded, the Lord's really been speaking to me lately of just seasons and that there actually are seasons of push and of of like what we would call hustle. And, And those seasons are, in my mind, what I believe the Lord's been speaking to me, healthy and normal. It's it's those seasons of like, you know, the harvest, mm. like in if you're talking about planting and, and farming or anything, and there's a rush to, you know, really get in there and, and pull all the grain out of the fields or, you know, whatever. Yeah. But then there also has to be like a winter season of mm. rest and there's not a ton of planting going on. There's not harvesting happening. It's just, it's a season of rest. And I think in entrepreneurship, I've found that we can either 
villainize hustle and make it as if like, there's never, you should never be, you right. know, pushing. But then I think we can also villainize like the rest and be like, you're lazy, you're unproductive. And right. I, I feel like there's, there's has to be like an ebb and flow. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, the waves of the ocean, there's times when they're like pushing up to sand and times when they're pulling back and, and it's natural to kind of have those seasons of, I don't know, the scale tipping. Yeah. And I think that's where for entrepreneurs, if you're in a season where you've been pushing, which was Lindsay and I all last year, this year is now a season of us pulling and just like, resting and, and mm. operating, reevaluating, going back to our, our zones of genius and doing the things that really fill us up and filling in the gaps in our team to, to uphold the other parts of the company. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I feel like for entrepreneurs who are maybe sitting there being like, I'm just so tired. Mm. It might be a season for you to just rest and figure out how can you, can you bring other people on? Can you maybe slow down? Can you maybe try like a different route that's going to go a little bit slower? Yeah. Or maybe you're in a season of just embracing the the push, the harvest, the, you know, and trying to find your zone of genius in that to be the most energized in that push season. I don't know, yeah. Lindsay or Mary, do either of you have other thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, I think that's, first of all, I think that's so good. And I think that's really wise. Um, and it's like, I feel like it's, for me, I think each of us are probably going to have different struggles. Somebody listening right now might be like, nope, I'm really good with the like wintering and withdrawing and like, you know, staying nice and under the radar. For me, it's really hard for me to not feel like, even if it's what I need the most right then, that other people are looking at it and going, oh, so you, it didn't work out as well as you thought, did it? Or like, oh, so this mm. is you failing now. Yeah. Like I kind of can equate those wintering restful seasons um, with like either I think it's failing or more importantly, I'm like, or not even more importantly, but more commonly, I feel like other people are looking at it and going, oh, what happened? I thought you were like everywhere. Yeah. I thought stuff was happening. I thought like, bam, 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 like we're keeping this pace. And now it's like, I haven't heard from you in a while. Yeah. And I think like 95% of that is like in our, there probably, there's probably 5% truth in that. And then 95% <laughs> that's in our heads. And, um, you know, I was talking about this with my agent actually, sorry, my editor, Kelsey. And I was saying, you know, book writing in particular is a very strange rhythm to get used to as a new author because it's this like whiplash between going very, very deep and submerging, almost like scuba diving to write the words and then suddenly Mm -hmm. being like thrust back up to the surface and you go very wide with the launching. And there's so much happening. I was talking Mm -hmm. about this with Graham and Shay Cochran who were just on the show. There's so much happening that your brain starts to become really dependent on that dopamine and really like a high tolerance for it where you need more and more and more to feel like things are working and then to immediately shift back into a deep season to do the next round of writing that can really mess with your brain and I bet a lot of people listening are like yeah it's like busy season for photographers and then like Mm -hmm. you go into January February and you're like what am I doing nothing's happening it's not working (laughs) you know yeah my business isn't failing (laughs) yeah exactly Lindsay what are your thoughts on that do you are you more of a harvest or winter all about this conversation. I think I'm an Enneagram three. So my natural is the harp is to like go strive. Like I, I am naturally inclined to pull my worth out of achievement, which is obviously like Enneagram three, we're working on it. um, (laughs) Just even as, as Evie and you guys were, or the both of you were talking, I, I think the biggest thing with kind of feeling that pressure to perform or that pressure to achieve and hustle all the time. And and especially what you said, Mary, of like people looking and being like, oh, that you're you're failing because you're not maybe going as hard. You're not launching a book. You're not doing all these things. Yeah. And just from personal experience, like Evie said last year, we were just launching like because we could because it's fun, quote unquote, until you start doing it again and again and again. <laughs> and it gets like very stressful. Yeah. But and we do truly love it, but we hit that burnout because I think what we realized was we were not prioritizing in our life what needs to be prioritized. And I think that's where it comes into play of looking around, evaluating what is my priority in my life? Is it to have a lot of followers? Is it to grow super famous and be a New York Times bestseller? Like, like what is it exactly? Mm-hmm. Is it to have a rich family life? Okay, does the rich family life, can I do that and still do whatever else achievement wise I want to do. And you can, that's not to say you can't, but I think just like Evie was saying, like that push and pull that harvest and that winter season, like you cannot be going 70 miles per hour 
on the highway 24-7. Like you will crash and burn. And I think evaluating what your priorities are. Like we looked at our last year of just like launching, launching, launching 24-7. Every month there was a new thing and we were tired. Our team was tired. We were going 70 miles per hour on the highway and not stopping. And so reevaluating... 2022, we were like, we need to stop. We need to put the priorities of our life that actually are important at the top, which for Mm -hmm. us, we realized was family, was rest, was having months where we just could do something for fun and have it not associated with work at all because it fills our soul. Like, like when was the last time we even talked about this? When was the last time that we did like a photography shoot just for fun, just for fun? Yeah. Like, Because we were so like supercharging once those workshops started and then supercharging to grow the Heart University and the education business and then a podcast and then all all these workshops. Oh, and then the conference, which the conference is still happening. Rad, but still like like all of these things. And oh, and then a course. Oh, let's launch another course. Like I remember last year at our retreat, we were like, okay, our five-year goal is to have like 10 courses. And I look back at that and I'm like, idiots. (laughs) Like, no. Um, We were like, we'll film and launch like two to three courses every year. And now we're like... And then we actually filmed like three courses last in May of 2021. And that was hella... I was like, no. I mean, yes, that's great for a season. But like every year, absolutely not. So I think that's just kind of like wrapping up my thoughts of just you need to know what your priority is and then go forth. And if that priority is to scale back, to have that winter season, to spend more time with your family, you got to give up that pressure of of anxiety or or of just like feeling like you're a failure because people are looking at you. Like you got to stop caring what people think about you. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think that leads really nicely into our next point of just letting go of how people, like maybe there will be some people who are judging, probably not as much as you imagine, but maybe there will be. And even if there are, we have to let go of that. And I want to, I want to, you know, build that into this idea of we think we have to be perfect or we think we have to arrive at this crosshair intersection of waited her turn and paid her dues. And now there's permission and there's perfection. And now the world wants to hear from you. Like we think that all of these things have to happen. And we we're just, there's so many people right now who have a message that, that maybe God is asking them to start being an example of something in the world or to, to speak about something we're not hearing enough of. And they're not stepping forward because somebody else is going to say something about it. And I know you guys have lived a lot of that. I know you've, I've, I've seen posts from you talking about that. Um, I guess just like, let's just start at the beginning, which is there will be critics and we have to be okay with that. So talk a little bit about your experience with that. I'll chime in with some of that if we need to, but yes. but there, let's not fake the funk that it's going to be fine. It's going to be totally yeah. fine. Yeah. yeah. I think that comes with like any, any business that ha- has publicity mm-hmm. or, or a platform like at all. Like, like, just like you said, Mary, like there will be critics and there will be more critics when you fully stand and own who God made you to be and don't, don't water down or shy away from from who he created you to be. And that's beautiful. And there's going to be people that when you're stepping into your calling that are not going to like that. Yeah. And that's okay. Like if everybody on earth loves you, you're probably not like owning who you are and, and walking in that. You're probably like balancing the line mm. and like tiptoeing around everyone's opinions and everyone's like, oh, I don't want to offend them. Oh, I don't want to. Oh, okay. Uh, let's not push, push that out. Like, oh, that might. Mm, okay. Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to well, own yeah. it. Yes. I think also in, in tagging onto that lens, I don't think you can ever get to a place where everyone loves you. Mm. Like, oh, no. Yeah. Never. Like, you, it, it doesn't matter. Even if you do tiptoe. Yes. Like it doesn't matter if you're trying to please and appease everyone on the planet and make sure everyone's happy and you never step out of line and nobody ever, you know, judges you or says any criticism of you. It's actually not going to work. Like, mm. like there will all so you might as well have fun being <laughs> you <laughs> and just embracing who God's called you to be. Cause yeah. there's so much freedom and clarity and just, I don't, I don't know. Like like there's a fire mm-hmm. when you are operating in who God has called you to be and a purpose and just so much fruit that comes from from being connected to the vine and being connected yeah. to who God has called you to be and what he's called you to do. Whereas if you're trying to like 
disconnect yourself from the vine and be this little branch and be like, look, I'm, oh, I have buds and I'm about to, oh, wait, no, you don't like that. Okay. Uh, what if I like push forth some leaves? Oh, wait, th- you don't like that either. Like mm. there's just this exhaustion that comes from not being who God has called you to be and not operating in that. And it, you're never going to make everyone happy. So you yeah. might as well make the Lord happy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dang. Yeah. Also, <laughs> I feel like I just, there were like four different parts of like the last two minutes that I just want to turn into memes that I can like play <laughs> over and over again. Cause man, that's some good stuff right there. And, you know, I feel like, I feel like this idea, um, you know, I, well, let me just read this quote and then I want to ask you this question. You say, imposter syndrome has no hold on your life and your business unless you let it. You are worthy of believing in yourself and not allowing fear to keep you playing small. Post the dang content you worked so hard to create. Talk about the business because it's dang good and the world needs to see what you bring to the table. We are all in this process of learning and growing and none of us have it all figured out, but holding yourself back is never the answer. So I'm curious for each of you, when you think about the woman who's like finger hovering over the post button and then just like, oh, maybe tomorrow. Um, And I have talked to a lot of friends who, actually literally do that. Like, oh, Mm -hmm. I know I need to do that video, but I just, maybe tomorrow. Um, What do you think is the most common thought that goes through their head? Like there are probably a few of them and I want to talk about some different angles, but for you, what is the biggest one keeping people stuck? I think it's fear of what people will think, which Mm -hmm. kind of goes a little bit to what we were talking about. I think it's fear of not being enough or not being seen as enough. Um, And Uh, To that point, I just, I want to say this, when you hold yourself back from showing up with the message that God has given you to share, you are innately, like there's someone out there that might need that. And you're worrying your focus, your lens, your magnifying glass, whatever you want to call it is on yourself. So you need to take that off of yourself and put it on the other person out there that needs you to show up imperfect, messy, raw, like that you need to get over yourself basically and show up and give that person the the value and the gold and the blooms that that God has put in your heart to give to them. And if yeah. you get in your own way and stop yourself from showing up out of fear of all the things, of people's opinions, of, of oh, I won't be worthy enough. I'm not cool enough. Y'all, if you're look, watching this on YouTube, I am in my mom's closet. <laughs> like Mary over here is in a beautiful like studio with her like branded <laughs> microphone, which, that's dope first of all but like if I stop myself from showing up because I'm in tungsten light my photographers will know this with like my mom's clothes in the background like I could get all up in my head and be like oh I can't do this podcast interview I'm not I'm not in a perfect situation but no somebody out there needs this interview and Mm. that's not me being like pompous to ourselves that's saying God I give this to you. I'm not in the perfect scenario. I'm not perfect, but you are. And I'm going to follow where you lead me. All right. That's all I have to say. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, that's so good. All right. That's all I have to say. We'll just, we'll just mic drop there yeah. and you know, wrap up the <laughs> Sorry. And we're done. I meant like, I meant like hand the mic off to y'all. <laughs> no, that's so good. I think to add on to that, because I know it's so easy to maybe sit there and listen and be like, okay, Lindsay, that's awesome that you're showing up. That's awesome that you're pressing posts. That's awesome that, you know, you've identified the power behind that, but I'm still just struggling. Like, how can I gain that confidence? How can I gain that, that just ability to press post to recognize that? And I think it just comes down to where are your eyes? Like Lindsay was saying of like, if your eyes are constantly like, you know, magnifying glass to your own navel, like you're never going to be actually walking in the direction that God's called you to. Mm. And for me, when I notice that I'm worried about other people's thoughts and opinions of me, when I'm worried about, you know, failure or the perception of failure or whatever, my eyes have come off of my father and onto myself and onto my fellow man. And that is never going to create freedom or peace in my heart. And that's when I need to shift my eyes and my focus back to the Lord. That's when I need to, as I'm creating content, be asking the Lord and being like, God, what does somebody need to hear today? What do you want me to say? What is on your heart for somebody out there? Even one person, if I create this video or this reel or write this caption or whatever, one person, who is the one person you want to speak to today? And what do you want me to say? Mm. And that's going to create a confidence and a peace and a purpose behind pressing post beyond just 
I want people to see how great I am or, oh shoot, if I don't post, my business will never succeed. Like it's operating out of a, a place of divine, holy, heavenly purpose and identity Mm -hmm. that is going to give you a confidence that will never come when you're focusing on yourself or the fear of man. Man, that's so good. And I want to ping right off of that. Um, This is not even a question I specifically wrote out in the questions, but it really is an overarching question of something that was in my head and my heart coming into this call, because I feel like I'm getting to sit down with two people who are experts in this. You have the course on Reels, you're killing it on Reels, you're killing it on Instagram in general. And so many, so much of the time, I'm like, I I dread even doing the post because it feels like a foregone conclusion that it's not going to work before I even send it, right? It's just like, oh my yeah. gosh, what's, you know, it's just going to be the devil having a field day in my ear one more day being like, see, nobody cares. Nobody wants to hear from you anyway. Like silence that voice, yeah. girl. Nobody's listening. And so let's just get practical for a second and then we'll, you know, because it's me and it's us and we'll delve back into the heart issues. But from a practical standpoint, what do you guys feel like is working? What's working on Instagram? Tell us, tell us all the things. Like I have seen you guys post like that time you do all this work and the reel doesn't, you know, Mm -hmm. hit. So I don't know, just talk a little bit like, yes, one person. And because of that, this is working. And from a practical standpoint, try this stuff. Yeah, I think the biggest thing that works is getting over perfectionism, which is kind of what we're talking about, and and being more consistent. Because mm. I think I think consistency is a better measure of growth than oh, okay, I'm going to put all this pressure and all this focus into one reel, and it's going to be perfect, and then I'm yeah. going to like there is that like if you build something up and then you post it and then literally it gets like a hundred views, you're like, Like, and and that's where it's like, we take that and we look at our own worth and we're saying, there's literally no point in reels. Like I I did that. That was perfect. And like Instagram, everyone hated it. Like Mm. there's, there's, and we, we put that back on ourselves and we think that's not worth it. But I think, I mean, from a practical, like a practical, like tangible Instagram tip, I think showing up consistently, posting the dang thing and being strategic in that, but yeah. not putting the pressure on yourself to just try to like chase after like all this, it, this perfect thing. And then like you put it out and then it's like, okay, well, that's, mm-hmm. that's not working. Right. Yeah. I want to really quickly, um, Evie, before you even jump in. Uh, so, okay. So this goes back to the conversation we were having earlier of like, I've this belief that I feel like everybody's watching and it's embarrassing when it doesn't work. And so yeah. do you think part of that is like not looking to any individual post, like like not even worrying about it if a post like tanks, just yes. like, do you, do you delete it? Do you keep it? Do you just not even worry about like, it's just like get more out there, just more yeah. and more and more. Yeah. yeah. Do not delete it. Keep it up. Not only because I cannot tell you the number of reels that I've posted where it's gotten, you know, whatever, a low, a very low number for me in view count. Uh, and then like three, two, three, four weeks later, it'll pop off and like explode in in views and in reach. So Interesting. never judge a reel by instant results because mm-hmm. that's just not how reels work. I don't know why they like yeah. pop off weeks later, but it's very common for that to happen. So that's first and foremost, don't delete it for that reason. But also... I would encourage do not delete it both for yourself because when you're deleting it, you are subconsciously believing the lie that you failed and you're believing that 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 is a failure and it needs to be removed from the public eye. So you're, you're feeding, like putting fuel on that fire of the perfectionism and the fear of failure and the fear of, you know, man's opinions and judgment. So I would, I would not touch it for that reason. Also, I think it's really healthy and really good for people. I saw, I forget her last name, Elise. Oh, I've literally, if you didn't say this, I (laughs) same brain. I literally was about to throw down and be like, yo, listen. Okay. I think it's Elise can come out. Well, no, I think it's Myers. I can literally look right now. It's Elise Myers. I'm pretty sure she did. She like just does like super candid uh, videos all the time, but she did a a post on this and I shared it and it was Elise, Elise Myers. That's it. Anyways, she did a post post that was saying like, don't delete your content because what it's doing is if you're deleting all the content that quote unquote doesn't go viral, what is that telling someone who goes to your feed? Oh, perfection is attainable. Mm -hmm. You're someone that doesn't know you is coming to your feed and they're seeing all these like 1 million view reels because you deleted all the rest. And so it's putting a viewpoint on content that's yeah unrealistic. It's like saying, oh, so there is a way to get, every single reel that you create to 1 million views. And so I'm clearly not doing right. 
because mm. that's not happening to me. Yeah. And so it's, it's, and then it also goes back to the thought of like, maybe it didn't do well, but maybe there's one viewer out there that needs what that reel was about or what you had to say, or whether maybe it's a static post and, and you're like, oh, it didn't get that many likes. Well, maybe somebody saw it and by ripping it away, I mean, you're deleting it, but that's just more of a visual, like you're ripping it away. Uh, you're yeah. preventing the Lord from working through that post in someone's life. Yeah. yeah. Calling all entrepreneurs. Are you ready for a biz boost in 2022? Tired of feeling alone or struggling to figure out this whole entrepreneur thing by yourself? Well, great, because we have your solution. We are hosting an in-person business conference in Nashville, Tennessee on April 25th through 28th, 2022. And this isn't your traditional boring corporate like conference either. I mean, do you even know Evie and I? <laughs> yes, the Heart Conference is a place for creative business owners and dreamers of all kinds to come together, experience community, learn business and marketing strategies that will help you grow and scale your business all while having the friggin' best time of your life. So get ready to be empowered in your business and life so you can go out and break down every barrier that is holding you back from achieving your goals. All right, and listen to our speaker lineup. Legit. All right, we have Jordan Lee Dooley, Paige Griffith of The Legal Page, Zim Flores, Angie Lee, as well as Lindsay and myself, and our keynote speaker, Donald Miller of Freaking Story Brand. Like, yes. Yeah. So basically, are you like ready to explode your business and build community in just three days? Because if so, it's time to learn some hardcore marketing and sales strategies that will grow your business beyond what you could ever imagine. Get paid to do what you love, speak to the heart of your ideal client, nip that feeling of loneliness in the bud, connect with a community of like-minded creative entrepreneur besties, receive over 12 hours of hardcore business education, dance your pants off at our heart dance party, and listen to seven industry leaders teach you everything they know. Yeah, it's a lot in just three days. Buzz gonna be good. <laughs> if you are ready to give your business a jumpstart in 2022 and lead in your business empowered, come join us at the Heart Conference. You can find out more at theheartuniversity.com forward slash conference. If you are loving what you're hearing on today's episode, then we wanted to share something else you might love, The Heart Shop. It's our digital resource online shop for creative entrepreneurs. The Heart Shop is your one-stop shop for all of our online courses, luxury website templates, PDF guides, social media graphic templates, and illustrations. If you've been at your wit's end with your website design and you don't know where the heck to create a high-quality pricing or welcome guide to give your clients an incredible branded first impression, ooh, we got you. <laughs> we created The Heart Shop to serve you with the best tools and resources you need to successfully run your business. Just head to theheartuniversity.com forward slash shop and start browsing the goods. That's theheartuniversity.com forward slash shop and we'll see you there. Wow, that's so good. And also, like, I mean, oh man, oh gosh, I have so many things to say to, say to that. One is like, um, you know, I've had it where I'm like, man, that post just did not do anything. And then I'm like, oh wait, let me go look at saves and shares and like dig in a little bit more. And it's like, you know, it had like three likes and one comment or whatever. I'm exaggerating, but like generally speaking, something like that. <laughs> but then it was like saved and shared a couple hundred times each, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And I think yeah. that's another thing that's really messing with people's head right now is that Instagram to me has shifted more to like television in the sense that we're watching it versus interacting with it. Yeah. Like I'm not messaging Marishka Hargitay to be like, super loved that SVU episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, even though I super did and I might share it to my story and say, go watch this episode or whatever. Right. So um, that, yeah, that's just really helpful to me is to just kind of like get over yourself a little bit. Um but I don't know, like, I guess just talk, talk a little bit about also from the side of like audience growth, mm -hmm. because that's something else I've been experiencing is like, I've been pretty much stuck at the same number. I mean, I gain followers, but I'm losing followers, especially as I've shifted more from photography to talking about, you know, God and, and the work I'm doing now. Is there, are you guys finding traction on anything in particular, just keeping it super practical for, practical for a second on Instagram that is growing the audience? Is it reels? Like, are you seeing the numbers move or are you, is it more like engagement with the audience you had? I think it's both. Uh, I think it's really important to mix both. Like Lindsay and I talk about this when we teach on reels is I think one of the ways people are misusing reels right now is they are 
only creating reels and they're trying to create reels following all the trends without being strategic that those reels are actually in line with their brand, with their brand message, their content pillars, their, you know, all the the strategic blueprint of the Instagram to reach the right people with the right message. And then also, so not only do I see that mistake happening, but We also see where a lot of creators are only ever pushing out reels. And unless that's your entire, you know, brand is like your video creator, you know, whatever, which is totally fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But for a lot of entrepreneurs, you're not, you're, Mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're not just a, you know, video creator influencer on Instagram or YouTube or anything like that. Typically you have a product or a service that you're also trying to sell and a community that you're trying to build. And I think it's really important that you pair reels with all the other tools and facets of Instagram. So mm-hmm. Lindsay and I can like go super deep on this, but I'll just, I'll just hit like a surface level front, uh, perspective of it. Utilize stories. People might see your reel and pop over and they want to see that instant connection of like, okay, so what is Mary like on a day-to-day basis? You know, what is she up to today? You know, what, what kind of content can I expect to see on her stories? And then as well, bingeable, like stockable content that somebody could find a reel, be like, wow, that struck a chord. Let me see this person's page. And if they go over and it's all super short and quick reels, which are doing really well right now. So there's nothing wrong with using super short and quick and snappy reels. But if that's all you're creating, there's no depth. There's nowhere for anyone to drill down into Mm, and to find the heart of your brand and the heart of your mission. So yes, short answer, reels are really pushing right now on Instagram. It's going to get you traction if you are strategic with them and consistent with them. And, you know, having them align with your brand mission, you're probably going to get a decent amount of views and people coming to your page. But you have to have that depth. Like Mm. Lindsay and I have used the example of the reels are your storefront display. You know, people walking by on the street, you're going to be like, ooh, I like that mannequin, that outfit, that's cute. But then they walk in the door and it's a bare empty warehouse with nothing in it, they're going to be like, okay, see ya. And, and walk back out the door. There has to be something of depth and of, of, you know, tangible purpose and and clarity for that person to consume, to absorb and to then fall in love with and a community Mm. for them to come into. So I think it's a mixture of both. Would you say anything else, Lens? I I want to also add on to this, but from a completely different perspective, I, I think because to your point, Mary, of like, I feel like I've been at the same number for like ever. Mm. I feel that hard. And Mm -hmm. I think I compare myself to people that I'm like, oh, like they started in 2021 at one follower count. And now they're like quadruple that just by like using reels, which everything that Evie said, like that will grow you. And even in the past, like the more that we both have utilized reels consistently, like I said, we have definitely seen growth. But at the same time, I've like been talking to the Lord about this because I, and I think every entrepreneur and even human being probably that's on Instagram could relate to this of just always wanting more and really digging deep and asking myself why, like I'm at like, uh, like 45 to 50 K followers right now. And I'm always like, Oh, I just want to make it to a hundred God. Like, why am I not seeing traction? Like why, why, why? And, and there is a, a, you know, a point to like saying, Hey, like, you got to put in the work. Like you got to be consistent on reels and, and content and all of that. But I also go, God, is it your purpose for me hmm. to have a hundred K? Yeah. Like, is, like why, why am I going towards that? Is it the lie that, oh, a hundred K will really thrive my business and then I'll get like uh, more speaking gigs and then I'll get a book deal or like all this stuff that I put pressure on myself. And I'm like, God, maybe that's not your your like goal for me. And that like, I got to get okay with that Mm -hmm. because yes, like at the end of the day, like we all want more followers, but why? Like, are we wanting it for like more success? And it's, well, it's like, why, why would more followers bring you more success? Why can't you have that success with what, where you're at now? I think it's almost just like reframing the conversation and being okay with the Lord's plan for you. Even if that means the Lord wants to chill you out at 45K followers, like you got to be okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So one more follow up. That's, oh man, that's so good. And I'm like, well, I'll be praying on that today. <laughs> um, one more practical question is when we talk about being consistent with reels, is there a number in your head? Are you thinking like one a day? Are you thinking a couple of times a week? Are you thinking multiple times a day? I have thoughts. Okay. Uh, <laughs> good. I could give you, I could give you numbers, you mm-hmm. know, and say like, 
yes, this'll, you know, this'll gain you some traction, which would probably be around like one to two reels a day. Mm -hmm. However, when we are talking, the focus is consistency. And for every entrepreneur in every, you know, season, that's going to look different. And for someone, it might be, okay, I can get out one reel a week and that's great. You know, post one reel a week and be consistent with it. Mm. For others, it might be, okay, I can do every other day. So I can do, you know, three to four a week. That's great. Stick with three a week, go for it. So I never want to say, I feel like it's very challenging when people ask that question to say, you know, oh yeah, you should be putting out five a day. Um, you know, the more you put out, oftentimes, the more opportunity you have for that to go viral, for the algorithm to pick it up, for people to like the content and to roll with it. Um, like Lindsay and I said, we see the most growth when we're the most consistent with reels and posting, you know, around mm. like one a day or one every other day. But also, if you can't keep that up, if that's going to, you know, burn you out and suck the life out of you, and or if you're going to veer off the path of clarity and like what you're doing. So you're just starting to create reels on any trend and any sound and any video that you can possibly, because you need more, 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 more. Yeah. It's, that's actually probably going to backfire and hurt your business in the long run. So just find the number that's doable for you. Start small, start with something that feels like you can sink your teeth into it and then slowly grow from there if you have capacity for it. And I want to touch on this just super, super quickly. The Instagram is not the only way to grow your mm-hmm. business. It's not the only way to market your business. We are literally the same brain. I was about to pop it. You go. <laughs> oh, you go. <laughs> this is why we're best friends and work really well together. <laughs> um, it is not the only way to market your business. And I think it's really important not only to acknowledge that and recognize that and put all of your hope and trust in the Instagram God, but also to recognize that there are seasons when you have capacity to push on Instagram and that's that's needed and necessary and your focus is there. And there are also seasons when it's not. And that's okay. Like to speak to the listener right now, I have been in a season of not pushing anywhere near on Instagram the way that I used to for over a year because I was building a whole separate company because I was focusing on like maintaining some sort of balance in my life, getting engaged, getting married. And that's okay. My follower count has not grown significantly in over a year Mm. and that's okay. Like it was a season where I recognized my focus did not need to be just on Instagram. I was working on the back end of a lot of business stuff and now it's shifted again. And this is the year where I'm putting my focus and energy back into Instagram Mm. and I'll probably see a lot of growth from it. And that's great. So I think there needs to be that the recognition that Instagram isn't the end all be all and that your business most likely is not going to completely fall apart if you're not posting a reel a day. So you have permission and grace. Yeah, I think think people need to hear that though, because I think people, I mean, unless they're like stalking, you know, your feed, it's like, we think, like we look at you, Evie, and it's like, oh, wow, like she runs the heart. She opened up a, a, uh, what was the word, swimsuit business. And like, she does all these things. And it's like, and she's like an Instagram star. It's like, no, you cannot do it all. Yeah. Like something has to go and you have to prioritize your life. Like, and the person who might be doing it all, their personal life might be in the crap hole. Like we don't know. (laughs) Right, right. Actually, that's a really great point to build off into getting back to this idea of teams. Um, You know, just sort of this idea, um, Evie, you had a post where you said, I probably shouldn't be telling you this, but I'm totally out of (laughs) office right now. I'm in a cabin deep in the middle of the mountains on my family's annual post-Thanksgiving hunting trip. As you're reading this, I'm probably off hiking with my mom, sisters, and nieces or curled up in front of the fire in the cabin with a good book, all without any access to cell service. Why shouldn't I tell you this? Well, because I haven't been posting any of the posts or stories you've seen all weekend. I prepared all the content ahead of time and my team is posting in real time for me. I'm gone, all caps. (laughs) Um, And I share this to pull the curtain back a tiny bit and share one way I've prioritized rest and family in the middle of a launch and all the other things uh, is that if you take anything away from this, just know that rest is vital and possible Mm -hmm. even when running multiple companies, launches, sales, and a team will help you grow. And you guys did a podcast episode on this recently, just like you are seeing how like empty and depressed people are feeling and just this idea of like the guilt surrounding rest. So talk to us a little bit about what does it actually look like for you guys in a week to week, quarter to quarter, you know, looking at the whole year, like how are you intentionally building in rest? Mm, So good. Lindsay, you or me? 
Um, the only thing I'll say is, is we learned a lot <laughs> from last year, yeah. like I said, of just launching like, like apparel. Oh, a sus- subscription. Oh, here's an Instagram course. Oh, here's, we're doing a conference. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. which nothing, none of that is bad, but we were just a l- slightly psychotic um, <laughs> in just like how much we did. Yeah. And so, like I said, something that we're learning this year is to pull back into really focusing on nurturing mm-hmm. who we have and, mm-hmm. and really focusing on like building that, that, relationship with the people that are here and then like welcoming people to the party. And so something that we're doing specifically is to not do near as many launches this year and to really savor what we have so that we don't have to, we just, we're trying to do a new way of working. And so something that we're doing, me and Evie both, we're trying to both pick months of this year to take sabbaticals from. And that's, it's, that's a really nice blessing to have like a co-partner in business. That's not what it's called. A co-CEO, co-founder. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I keep saying thank you when nobody gives me the word. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> it's like I talk to myself. Can you tell too much? Thank you. Okay. <laughs> um, but it's really nice to have a co-founder, co-partner, whatever you want to call it, to be able to do that. And not that you can't do that if you're just like the sole CEO running the ship, you know, obviously build systems. But something that we're really trying to implement this year is more time for rest, more time to take that class that we've always wanted to, whether like that cooking class, it's like, we, we want to have space and time for rest and, and building teams and strategies and workflows to support that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I think to tag on to that, I mean, we, like you said, Mary, we just did a whole episode where we basically like beat down the lie that rest is unproductive. Mm. And I think I just want to like super briefly touch on that and just say that rest is very productive. And if anyone listening to this has ever experienced burnout, then you know how, you know, just horrible it can be and how much it can, you know, strip you to like the ground and just, it's hard. And recognizing that hustle without rest, like that not having any sort of balance or rest will actually drive you and your business into the ground. That's so important for entrepreneurs, especially achievement, you know, driven entrepreneurs. And there's nothing, I want to say there's nothing wrong with getting excited because you accomplish something. Yeah. the problem can be when that becomes our identity or when that becomes our sole focus and not in being aligned with the Lord and in working in His timing. Yeah. So I just want to touch on that and remind, <laughs> speaking to myself too, rest is sometimes the most productive thing you can do and figuring out that looks different for everyone. You know, for Lindsay and I, when it comes to the heart, we have the team and the, you know, business partner to be able to take full months off and and rest. But at the same time, that might look like choosing to take two days off every weekend, you know, Saturday and Sunday to rest and recharge, do something creative that inspires you on Saturday and on Sunday, you know, just fully rest and, and do something that completely refills your cup. So Mm. that might look totally different for other people. For me on a practical level as well, I, this is okay. So this is where now my Enneagram number comes out. I'm an Enneagram seven. So I'm very like big picture dreamer. I am constantly thinking of new ideas and I always want to do the next thing. Like it's Mm -hmm. very difficult for me to be super structured and locked down. I also, I'm a wing eight. So I hate feeling controlled or like trapped. Um, So with all of that being said, I've actually found that structure and and schedules and and lists and systems actually give me more freedom mm-hmm. and more ability to rest. So I'm very That's a biblical principle, but what can I just say? <laughs> <Yes>. Boundaries <laughs> give you more freedom. I'll just okay. Yes, it's true. <laughs> Thank you. That's actually very <laughs> <Yeah>. true. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's so good. And I, I think that's for me something that I've really recognized is the more I operate in clarity of what I need to get done every day, what I need to get done every week, what's actually a priority rather than looking at everything that I could possibly doing, new ideas, each one of my companies and all of this stuff. I choose to bring my brain in, uh, in a lot of capacity, like a lot of ways and look at, okay, like I work from 9am to around like 4pm most days, but I also give myself the freedom some days. Like yesterday, I literally, it's, 
I'm starting to really dive into thrifting in the last like year. I just love it. It brings me a lot of joy. And Tuesday is the first day that like a couple of my favorite thrift stores open up for the week, which typically means that has the best stuff because people haven't dug through it and the weekends, whatever. Anyways, so it was Tuesday and my husband turned and looked at me in the morning. It was like 8 a.m. And he's like, "Uh, so you're going to go thrifting today, right? And I was like, how do you know that? And he's like, cause it's, cause it's Tuesday morning. And I was like, yep. I was, he's like, you don't have meetings, right? I was like, no. And he's like, you're going to go thrifting. Aren't you? <laughs> so I literally took the whole morning and I just like went and slowly like wandered the aisles of the thrift store. Mm. And then I went and got a boba tea and I came back around noon and I was like, cool. Now I'll work from like noon to four, like a super short work day. And I had that capacity because I knew what my priorities were for the day. And I knew that I could accomplish them in a few hours. And mm. I needed the space to just like rest. So it looks different for everyone, but finding those things that, that bring you life and recognizing that you're not going to be able to do everything at once. And you have to prioritize what's actually going to move the needle and what's the most important and operating in your zone of genius. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. I want to read a quote that you guys shared recently. It gets into this idea that I think a lot of people are feeling, it hits on a lot of different angles of what we already talked about of you know, I said to, I've said to a few people of my friends and Justin, I've said, you know, I feel like social media said, everybody come hang out over here. Stop hanging out in person. Come hang out over here. Let's be social over here. Look how easy it is. And then as soon as they got everybody gathered, they were like, haha, just kidding. And like flip the switch. And now we're isolated on both levels. We're isolated in person and we're isolated on social media. And and then you add in everything we've talked about, about feeling like a failure, feeling judged. And now it's like, we're not even like showing up because what's the point? It's not going to work and we're just going to feel more lonely. And so you guys were talking about this. You said on our team's call today, we were chatting about how so many people right now are experiencing a season, a day, a week, a month, a year of intense depression, of hopelessness, of purposelessness. And after the meeting, I just quietly felt God nudge my heart that someone out there needs to read this message today. This season will not last forever. A bad day or month or even year does not equal a bad life. And can I just say this? The enemy thrives in twisting your mind to think that you aren't good enough, aren't talented enough, aren't loved enough, aren't popular enough, aren't worthy enough. He delights in making you feel hopeless. He gets jazzed when you feel like you have nothing to add to the world. Um, I want both of you, just for the woman who's been listening all along and she knows there is a new priority to make God the CEO. There's a new priority to get alone with God and say, what is your will for me in this? There's a new priority to show up and stop letting perfectionism get in the way. Like what is the biggest parting message you each want that woman to hear as we head into the rest of this year of this is the year of show up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Evie, do you want to go? Do you want me to go? <laughs> I don't care. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, I almost feel like I want to circle it back to just what we said at the beginning, Mary, and mm. kind of the the heart behind everything that that we've said and that we've talked to. I feel like it just keeps coming back to just set aside all the distractions, like everything that's that's clamoring for your attention, that's demanding and screaming that you put your energy, put your focus onto that. Just lay it all at the foot of the cross, climb Mm -hmm. up into the lap of your father and just rest in his presence and just allow his strength to be your strength and allow his vision to be your vision and Mm -hmm. allow his clarity, his purpose, his calling, his joy, his peace, all of it to fuel you. You are not meant to do this on your own. You are not designed to operate in your own strength. You are not supposed to just strive to produce fruit and strive to reach these goals. If God has called you to something, He will provide the way to reach that that picture, that vision, that dream that He has given you. And when you're just sitting there, I just had this picture of... Um, a little kid with a wagon piled full mm. of all sorts of treasures and and different things that God has handed to that child and the the kid is just sitting there like with the like a rope around the wagon handle over his shoulder like 
pulling and just trying, like constantly falling down, scraping the knees, getting back up, just like in his own little strength, trying to like pull on this wagon. And the father is just standing right beside, looking at him and going, do you want me to help? Like, do you, do you need, like, I mean, that's what I'm here for. You can hop on my shoulders and we'll pull this wagon together. Like you can just rest. And that's what I've, designed you for Mm. is to be in communion and connection with me and I will provide everything that you need. So wow. That's my heart. (laughs) And mic drop. Yeah. Wow. The only thing I would add on to that is as you're speaking, just like kind of parting wisdom of what I would want to leave to the listener, kind of even piggybacking off of um that quote that you read, Mary, is I think so many people out there don't believe that they were born for a purpose. Yeah. They don't believe that they are creative or beautiful or or important enough to do what God's called them for. And so to that person, if you're stuck in that, like I want to tell you so badly how much the Lord loves you, how he designed you for a purpose. Mm-hmm. And, and this, when you believe that your life is purposeless or that you have nothing to honor the world or not honor the world, to give the world, you're literally like almost saying like a big F you to the Lord because it's like he created you. He mm. created you for such beautiful things. And when you sit in that at that unbelief of, of saying like, I'm not worth it, like I have nothing to give, you're saying that the Lord was wrong mm. and he's not. He created you for a beautiful purpose. And even if you don't know it right now, that's okay. Do everything that literally Evie just said, like let your father come and help you pull that wagon and lead you in the direction that he has for you and and just trusting that he does have a purpose for you. He does have a vision for your life and he's created you for such important, beautiful, good works. And I will say not everyone is called for, when I say important, that doesn't mean you have to be like, have your name in lights. That doesn't mean that you have to live this flashy, shiny life. That doesn't mean you have to have a hundred K followers on Instagram. Like if you're following in the calling that the Lord has for you, he will create, and, and give you an incredible, beautiful, fulfilled life, I promise. Mm. But you have to step into that. Yeah, mm, I love that. All right, you guys, I could talk to you all day, all day, every day. Um, but I can't actually today because I know y'all got stuff to do. Um, so let them know where they can find you guys, where they can find the podcast, this conference we've mentioned a few times. Like tell them all the important stuff to know. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, me, Lindsay Talking, you can find me on Instagram at Mrs. Lindsay Roman or at my website, lindsayroman.com. Um, and then Evie, you want to go? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Evie Rupp and on my website, evelyngrace.com. Mm-hmm. And then you can find The Heart, our education business entrepreneur company. Us together. Um, yes. <laughs> Basically, everything that we do for entrepreneurs together is at the Heart University on Instagram or theheartuniversity.com. And then our podcast is the Heart and Hustle podcast. And Mm -hmm. you can find that pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, anything like that. So, And if you're feeling lonely and want some in-person party and uh, inspiration and business strategy, like uh, Mary said, we have the Heart Conference coming up on April 20, what is it? 25th to 28th in Nashville, Tennessee. So come hang. It looks so amazing. It looks so amazing. Mary will just be outside. Mm -mm. (laughs) Gonna come hang out, guys. I love it. I love it so much. All right, friend, thank you so much for tuning in to today's show. We hope you know how deeply we love you and appreciate you. And if this episode spoke to you, share it on social media or with a friend. And don't forget to join our podcast Facebook group where we have an amazing community of like-minded entrepreneurs and creatives building friendships and just supporting each other along the journey of entrepreneurship and business and life. So until the next episode, we are always in your corner and we love seeing you thrive in your God-given calling. So we will see you on the next show.